It is wonderful to be able to host you this evening. Can I echo Stu's welcome if you're a guest, if you're a friend, if you're a family member, if you're lost and you've no idea where you are, you are so welcome. Um, if we haven't met, my name's Andy, I'm part of the team here, and it really is our privilege to host you this evening. I want to uh, just take a couple of minutes um, before we throw some people in here. Um, to talk really briefly about what we believe about baptism, why it's important, and um, why it's probably the most important number that we count in our community. Um, you maybe don't know this, but I'm a bit of a stats geek, and uh, like I, I like to count things, and uh, we do a review every Monday morning of what's happened over the weekend, and how many people were in the building, and all of that sort of stuff, and... Um, it helps us to plan and prioritize and all that sort of stuff. But the number every year that I am most considered with whenever we get to the end of December or sometimes early in January as I reflect on the year previous, the number that I'm most concerned about is the number that we have beside baptisms. Um, because really, uh, baptisms are one of the most significant um, measurements of really what God is doing in the lives of the people in this city and this community. And, you know, baptism can be somewhat of a sticky subject depending on what your church background is. And it's, re it's really interesting, Matthew chapter 28, uh, that very famous passage called the Great Commission. Most of us that would consider ourselves anywhere on an orthodox Christian spectrum would agree that that text is really central, and when Jesus commands his uh, followers to go out and make disciples of all nations and to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we, we agree that that's significant. Um, we, we might disagree at uh, what stage that happens and the amount of water that we use, but baptism is this really, really significant thing in the life of the church and God's people. And it's, it's funny, even people who don't go to church have, have kind of superstitions sometimes when it comes to this thing called baptism. And there's sometimes a little bit of nervousness around children and whether they need to be baptized and, or, or, or dedicated. And um, sometimes it, it can give us this weird sense that, well, if we just throw some water at a child, then we can relax. They're kind of, they're kind of in. And I want to uh, just maybe take a few moments to explain what we really think um, baptism is all about here in this community. Like I said, just after his resurrection, Jesus gathered his disciples on a mountain. And he looked at them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. These are the very last recorded words of Jesus in the Gospels, and uh, they're so, so significant to us, and certainly we here at Lagan Valley Vineyard want to order our church and our priorities around this text. His final instruction to his followers was to go and introduce people to the risen Jesus, and when they had made a decision to follow him, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Actually, later on when we baptize the guys in here, you will hear, if you're close by, you will hear that phrase, we'll say that uh, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's not just religious 
formula or cliche. We, we, we do that because we are literally in that moment acting in obedience to the things that Jesus said. That's why we do that. So where does the word baptize comes from? It's a little Greek word. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce it for you. Um, but it wasn't a religious word. It was a normal word. It existed in the culture. And the word baptize literally means to wash, plunge, soak, or immerse. To wash, or plunge, or soak, or immerse. And so if we go back to Matthew 28, this is how the people listening would have understood what Jesus was saying. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations and immerse them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is what we're going to be doing tonight to everyone being baptized. We're going to immerse them in absolutely freezing cold water up here. I'm just kidding. It's actually quite warm. I want to say three things about baptism um, before we hear from those that are going to be going through the waters tonight. First of all, baptism is a public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ. That's what baptism is. It's a moment when we gather in front of our friends and our family and our community and we say, I have met Jesus and I've surrendered my life to him and I'm going to follow him with everything that I have for the rest of my days. Baptism is an outward sign of something that has happened on the inside and each one of those being baptized tonight are going to share a little bit of their story. Galatians 3, 26, 27 says, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ or have identified yourself with Christ. We were reflecting on that this morning, this idea of what we actually put on every morning when we wake up. And those that are getting baptized are saying that they have wrapped their entire lives in the life of Jesus They're identifying themselves with him for the rest of their days. So when we get baptized, we're saying that this is who our allegiance is to. This is who we declare as ruler, king, lord over our lives. This is the one who sets the priorities. This is the one who sets the agenda. This is the one in whom I identify with. Baptism is a public declaration that we are following Jesus and we are identifying our life with his. That's the first thing. The second thing is this, the baptism, in baptism, we're saying that we are being baptized into Christ's death. That can be a little bit heavy, but for any of you that know the gospel story, hopefully you'll know that there's good news on the other side of that. That in this moment when, when they go into uh, the water, that they are, the metaphor of the water is like a grave. It's a place where we go to die. Romans 6, verse 3 and 4 says this, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. When Jesus died on the cross and was buried, he took all of our sin, all of our shame, all of the brokenness in the world, all of the evil and the ugliness And he took it upon himself so that we could be forgiven and made clean. Baptism is symbolic of what Jesus has done for us and for the whole world through his death. 
It's a picture of what happens to us when we give our lives to Jesus and accept his forgiveness. When we go under the water into this metaphorical water grave, what we're saying is we go into the water and we leave all of our mess there. That all of the things that we perhaps don't like about ourselves, all of our mistakes, all of our bad choices, all of that stuff, it gets left in the grave It gets literally buried there. We are identified with Jesus' death, being buried with him as we go fully under the water and being washed clean. All of our sin has been washed away, past, present, and future. When Ever I was baptized, I found it really helpful um, to actually think about that for a minute. Maybe those of you guys that are going to get baptized this evening, this is a helpful reflection for you, you know, to just think about the freedom that is coming to you in this moment. Think about what you get to leave behind. Think about the fact that you get to live free for the rest of your days. Baptism is a public declaration which we identify ourselves as followers of Jesus. We identify with his death, represents what's happened, that we have been made clean, set free. And thirdly and finally, baptism symbolizes being raised into new life. That we we don't go into the grave and stay there, at least most of you that are going in there will hope not anyway. That text in Romans 6 continues, Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, a totally new life in Christ. In the same way that going into the water represents being buried with Christ in his death. Whenever we are pulled up out of the water, the symbolism is us being raised into new life with Jesus. It's one of the reasons why I love full immersion baptism Not just because there's lots of water and it's kind of fun. But the moment when you go into the water and you're raised into new life, that happens in the context of community. There'll be two people that you know and love, either side of you, pulling, literally pulling you out. That this thing called Christianity or discipleship, it is not a solo sport. That yes, we declare this evening that we have surrendered our lives to Jesus, but this process of baptism is a communal process. It's the reason we are gathered here. It is impossible to follow Jesus on your own. This is what's happening to each of those people being baptized tonight. When they met Jesus, when they trusted their lives and their future to him, they were changed forever from the inside out, literally a new creation. All the old stuff, insecurities, fears, sin, guilt, all of that stuff, it's buried, it's gone. And I want to encourage to speak briefly to those of you being baptized tonight to leave it there. The temptation is often, particularly probably come about nine o'clock tomorrow morning, wherever you go, you have this kind of moment of, did that really happen last night? I really mean all those things. Does all that stuff really get left behind? Those insecurities seem to still kind of be lurking there or still feel like maybe I want to feel bad about that thing that happened once. Can I encourage you tonight 
to leave it there. And any time those doubts, fears creep in to remember this moment when in a kind of re-kitted out old pet food shop, you got into the weirdest looking thing ever. (laughs) It's kind of like a hot tub without any of the exciting parts. And in it, you said, Jesus, I'm surrendering everything to you. I'm declaring you as king of my life. And I'm leaving all of my regrets, all of my insecurities, all of my mess here. I want to encourage you as you go in through the waters and into the rest of your life, that in those moments, and they'll come when you think you're not good enough and all those things are still lurking there, to remember this time when you stood in front of your friends and your family and your community and you said, I'm leaving it there. Baptism isn't some magical ritual. This is not holy water. It's from the tap just around the corner there. In fact, the first baptism we did at Langham Valley Vineyard was up in Palm Park Primary School and we actually managed to get the fire brigade to come and fill the tank for us. And we thought that was a great idea. It would really speed the process up until we looked in the tank and the water was literally green and freezing. Um, There is nothing special about this water or this tank. This is a metaphor. It is symbolic. And yet there is something um, so, so special about this moment and what you're demonstrating that has already happened within your heart and your soul. Finally, I want to just uh, take a moment to remind us all what baptism is not. Because one of the most common uh, responses I get to people who have most recently come to faith and I ask them, do you want to get baptized? They say, oh, I don't don't think I'm ready. And I I probe and I say, I thought you'd surrendered your life to Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've definitely done that. Okay, what do you mean you're not ready? Well, you know, I've still got the stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> so do we all. Baptism is not a declaration of maturity or perfection. It is a declaration of surrender. And it's really, really important that we remember that as a community and that you don't feel any kind of pressure to think that because you've done this, all of a sudden you need to go into school or work or wherever you're going to find yourself this week and somehow be some other um, super holy Jew. This is a declaration that you've surrendered your life to Jesus and that you're giving everything you've got to follow him for the rest of your days. I want to pray, and then I'm going to hand back over to Stu, and he's going to get the, the four guys up. We're going to hear from them. Let me pray. Jesus, we are so grateful for what you have accomplished and made possible for our lives. Thank you, Lord, that forgiveness and freedom is the desire of your heart for every single one of us. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to come We welcome you in this place and in these moments. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen.